Yeah, like, don't, don't think about the detail. Because I know that in character design, too. Like, when I'm exploring stuff, I don't care about the detail until after. And in my head, I was like, that's not storyboarding, right? <laughs> storyboarding is, like, pretty drawings. <laughs> and it's like, no. <laughs> a lot of the ones sometimes you see, like, people sharing, it's very cleaned up. And I learned where it's like, it's nothing like that from the beginning at all. Hello, welcome everyone to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising black, indigenous, and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Raymond Dozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamura Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guest this week is Stephanie Rizzo. She's a Mexican-American storyboard artist working at Sony Animation Studios. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, so I live in Burbank, California. <laughs> I was born and raised in like Costa Mesa area, like Orange County. Mm-hmm. I have a cat. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> what else? <laughs> I don't know. I think I got like something like, wait, that's it. I'm a storyboardist. Like, <laughs> well, I'm at Sony working on Spider Man Into the Spider Verse 2. <laughs> so, that's cool. So cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So hopefully, we'll get more into it. Yes. All right. I'll start us off with the first question. Would you rather be a resident from Halloween Town from the Nightmare Before Christmas or one of the residents from Troll Village from Trolls? That's hard. <laughs> because like Halloween Town seems so cool and like jacksuit. <laughs> like Yeah. And you could be spooky. <laughs> yeah, but like it's creepy. And then Trolls is really colorful and like everyone's dancing and like everyone's like having parties all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the whole year, I guess. Oh mm-hmm. man. I guess it, it comes down to like what's your aesthetic? I know, I was gonna say like <laughs> That's the true question, isn't it? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna go with Nightmare before Christmas because like Oh yeah, wow. I wear right. black a lot. Like I have like very little black today, but <laughs> I wear a lot of black <laughs> normally, so I think I would definitely fit in like a lot more in Halloween town. So yeah. Nice. I would love to be a resident troll because I like. Yeah. I, I love the world. I think yeah. it's so like. I love the textures, mm. the colors, mm-hmm. and yeah. There's a uh, scheduled hugs. Everybody needs yeah. a hug. <laughs> I mean, I guess you don't have to be a pop troll. You could be a different troll too. That's true. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The punk ones from Trolls Two was really cool. Yeah. That, oh, the second one, so like, cool. loved it so much. I was like, more. I want more of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. 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 I would love to be one of the reggaeton trolls. That oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way they move and everything. Yeah. Look how like fun they got with it. Yeah. 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 I love that one. It was good. What kind of a monster would you be in Halloween Town? I'd probably be honestly like something really simple, like werewolf. I've always like been really intrigued by werewolf, so if I got a chance to be that there, I definitely would. Yeah. That's a solid choice. Very cool. crazy on the full moon. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, classic. Classic, <laughs> yeah. classic monster. <laughs> Wait, what about you guys? Would you guys be like Halloween Town or I, th- I think I, I think I'd be trolls. Really? Yeah, you, yeah. You'd be one of the reggaeton trolls. I'd be one of the reggaeton trolls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would. You know what? This is hard, but I would also go with Halloween Town, and oh, wow. I would be like a really weird, weird monster. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I always thought the mayor was really scary, but he's just like, what is that? What are you? Yeah, I thought he was a clown at first, but I think his face just changes, right? Like, that's just him. Yeah, his face, like, swivels around. And I'm like, this is not anything in particular. You're just, like, a scary thing. I think there might be, like, a dude with, like, I don't know, snakes for arms. (laughs) Something like that. Something just really weird. (laughs) Okay. Something random. Interesting. (laughs) 
They are raised super not vibing. <laughs> it's just not my aesthetic. I respect it, but it's not my aesthetic. You're like, nah, man. I want hugs. The scheduled hugs. Exactly. I want, I want hugs. We can hug each other with snake hands. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> you don't want a, a snake hug. <laughs> no, that, you would have a killer vice grip. I'd be okay. Uh, I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, last question. Would you rather meet your heroes like Poe from Kung Fu Panda or would you rather meet the love of your life like Shrek from Shrek? Hmm. Wait, are you saying like if I want to meet Poe <laughs> or like... So in this situation, you are Poe meeting the Furious Five or you're Shrek and you fall in love with Fiona. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, I'm a hopeless romantic. Is that how you say it? But... <laughs> I think I would want to meet like the Furious Five or like that scenario kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Just be like once in a lifetime kind of thing. Meet the person, you know, or meet those people. And then you can later find the love of your life. <laughs> There's more time for that. You're know. optimistic about finding true yeah, love. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some people might say finding the love of your life is also once in a lifetime kind of thing. That's true. You never know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then oftentimes people say they never meet your heroes. Because again, when Poe met the Furious Five, they were dicks to him. Yeah, they oh, were. Maybe. But then they, got, they became really good friends. Like, you know. That's true. Friends last a long time. Not that saying love doesn't. You know, tell those people that are like. <laughs> you heard it here first. Love is temporary. <laughs> love is temporary. No. no, but you know, it's like love kind of comes in time. Like that comes to you, you know. Mm-hmm. You get the chance to meet your fans or your fans. Your um, <laughs> The Heroes. people you admire is like that mm-hmm. one like chance to do that like big like people that you want to see I think true interesting yeah 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 mm-hmm. I don't know I would agree with you I think I'd rather meet the Furious Five because you're right really? I'll, I'll eventually meet the love of my life I feel like there is a greater chance of that happening but like how often times you get to meet your hero it already happened to you Ray <laughs> <laughs> that you met your love of your life Ray is that... yeah 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 oh, I'm, nice. I'm married I'm married to the love of my life <laughs> <laughs> you're like that's already done like <laughs> give me the furious yeah. <laughs> right it already happened <laughs> like unfair well <laughs> no wonder he's like yeah totally that's fine <laughs> <laughs> what about you Yuki I do kind of like the idea of meeting the love of my life in an unexpected way. I guess like okay. Shrek is like, I did this thing for a completely different reason. Right. And, like I guess mm. it's more of like the happenstance of like, he met somebody who ended up being the love of his life right. instead of like, I guess Poe always wanted to meet the Furious Five. Right. And he was like, I know like these people and I worship them. I think... <laughs> I've, I've never really, like, been the type to have, like, a, a hero. Yeah. So I think I'd probably mm-hmm. go with the love of my life. I think that would be really fun mm-hmm. just to meet them. Actually, Yuki, you, you just convinced me. Uh, wow! Oh, that <laughs> moment, the way she explained it. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, like, how cool of a story is that to tell your kids of how you met your wife? <laughs> I like yeah. the, the romantic aspect yeah. of it was like, oh, unexpected, I guess. Yeah. I guess I was thinking more of like, if someone was telling you like, this is the person you're going to fall in love with. And I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to know. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't think you would know. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Hard questions. Yeah, they are. I'm like, well, I'm Hard both? can I do both? <laughs> Can the Furious Five be the love of my life? <laughs> you can cheat and say they're the love they're of your the life. Love <laughs> that was fun. Thanks so much for playing in between with us. 
Hopefully you had fun. And if you enjoyed today's in-between questions, let us know your responses. Or if you have any suggestions for future in-between questions, contact us on social media. Stephanie, can you tell us how you got your start working in animation? What kind of like launched all that was I got the opportunity to work at a story training program at Disney. Ooh, I was yeah. reached out by... It's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Matt Roberts, who's a recruiter over at Disney. I had been applying to Disney for like, like a long time. Mm-hmm. Before character design and like biz dev, I was like, come on, like I'm just going to apply and see what happens. And their, mm-hmm. their training program as well, but for character design and like... I would always get, you know, the letters of rejection and all that. And I had just finished community college. And so I was working at Starbucks and oh. I was in that between where I'm like, okay, if I don't find any freelancer, like full-time job in career design, like, I guess I'll just become a barista, <laughs> a professional <laughs> person, which I didn't mind. Cause I actually really like all that culture stuff is really mm-hmm. interesting to me. So I'm like, if that doesn't work out for me, I'll still do art, but I think like to pay bills and stuff, maybe I'll go mm. do this. You know, like try to figure things out. So while I was working at Starbucks, probably like my last year, Matt Roberts reached out to me because he liked my portfolio online. Mm. Uh, like all the mm-hmm. stuff I had. I didn't have any storyboarding at all. <laughs> it was just all character design. And he's like, hey, like, do you want to apply to the uh, training program? And I was like, oh, okay. I almost didn't because wow. I was like, well, I'm not doing storyboarding. I'm doing character mm-hmm. design. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that world. I mean, I know very little, but I wasn't like studying it like other people were. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? If he wants me to, for some reason, like, I'll apply, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'll see what happens. Yeah. And so I had, like, maybe a month to build a storyboard portfolio <laughs> because I didn't oh, have man. anything. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I, I just, like, I was taking an online class. I don't know if you guys know about the Chris Oatley Academy. I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, well, it was Chris Oatley Academy and Schoolism. I'm sure you guys know Schoolism as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I was taking a character design class with, why am I forgetting his name? Danny. Danny DeVito. No. <laughs> I was going to say yes. <laughs> no, Daniel, da, uh, Daniel Ariaga, the character designer. Anyways, it was an online class and he gave mm-hmm. us like short stories to pick to design characters. Okay. So I used one of those and uh, and I just like made like storyboarded oh. that story. And then my partner at the time, like she had these like designs that she did or like story. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm just going <laughs> to like go off from there because it was cute like it was an octopus and a baby and i was like yeah like i'm mm-hmm. gonna use that mm-hmm. so i applied and i didn't think about it and then i got into the program which wow. is great and it was exciting i was like no way i'm like That's so awesome What's-? <laughs> i had an interview before that and uh-huh. that was experience too <laughs> i had a like this big room like a glass like wall room a long oh. table like very like official right and there was like people on each side and like it was an interview. interview yeah and i was like <laughs> why are there so many people <laughs> and they just wanted to get to know me because like i had uh-huh. gone to that next step it was like the final like thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the questions was i think just to like get to know me like w- mm-hmm. what is um where do you see yourself in five years n- no no actually that would have been better <laughs> what is your what is your guilty pleasure in movie? Oh. and i was like oh that's uh that's a question <laughs> people tell me i live under a rock because sometimes or just because also I'm like uh, ESL, you know, like English is my second language. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know terms mm-hmm. in English. So uh-huh. I thought, I was like, oh, does that mean like it's a movie you really like and you watch uh-huh. it over and over again, but it's actually like a movie that you don't want people to like know that you watch it. It's like a not good movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> and, uh, and I said Emperor's New Groove. 
but it's one of my favorite movies. And they're yeah. like, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Like, why, why would she say that? <laughs> but they didn't say that. Are they're like, oh. the whole Disney company that like, your movie's a guilty yeah, pleasure. Yeah, they're like, yeah, exactly. Literally, I was like, oh, this movie. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, people don't really watch that movie. It's like an underrated movie. And I'm like, it is actually. So yeah. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I've heard. I've heard that phrase interpreted that way also. Okay, you okay. know, mm. I felt just like <laughs> like they're gonna be like <laughs> she doesn't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Not choose me, but anyway. So it went out well, and I got into that program. It was a year program. It was five of us that got into it. The storyboarding. Mm. And That's awesome. We each got mentors there at Disney, so they were working on the movie while they mentored us, like teaching us everything about storyboarding, like directing and mm-hmm. yeah, perspective and all that stuff because. Me and my coworker now, Alicia, were the uh-huh. only two that came from character design, and the other three like had already experienced a bit of storyboarding. That's interesting. I was actually working at Disney already, and he was doing animation. So mm-hmm. it was like an interesting like group of us. Right, for sure. Yeah, and so you said it was like a year long program. Yeah, it was a year long program. Was it mainly like kind of like a boot camp where you're like, it's like you guys just got assignments mm-hmm. and kind of learned, or did you actually get a chance to like actually work on a scene on one of the productions? So it was actually it was supposed to be only six months, and those six months oh. were, was like a like a boot camp oh. where it was like you know here's all this stuff and learn it, and mm-hmm. they would give here's us all like, this knowledge. Yeah, take it, <laughs> <laughs> and like prompts. It was it was like kind of basic like one on one storyboarding. Even oh, though for mm-hmm. me, it was like, oh, I don't know any, like anything <laughs> from uh, all <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then because me and Alicia were like, really, like, we really were pushing ourselves. They gave us another six months to do the training program. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. Wow. And that's when they gave us scripts. They gave us old scripts that we could, from like Lilo and Stitch and Wreck-It Ralph, oh, uh, Tangled. Yeah. It was oh, really wow. cool to see those old scripts that like they didn't use or scenes that were like cut from movies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and no, that, that's actually smart. That way you don't reference the actual Yeah, film. but it was still like yeah. hard too because you're like, oh, wait, this is the reason why it didn't work in the movie, you know, because... It just, uh, yeah, you know? okay. so it was like weird but, <laughs> but it was great like the whole experience was awesome uh-huh. it kicked my butt because i really did feel like they kind of threw me at the end of the pool because i uh-huh. did not know anything <laughs> but i know my mentor like pushed me like a lot like he um his right. name's uh michael Hura. i don't know if you guys oh, uh-huh. yeah okay. okay yeah and he was a mentor there for the whole year and he pushed me a lot he was like you know, you got this. <laughs> like always coming Aww. in, like drawing little things on my desk, like you know, or reminding me of like how to do certain shots. But yeah, it was it was good. I learned a lot, but I still felt like I needed to learn a lot more since it was just my first year learning, like diving into mm-hmm. it. But yeah, so then after that, it ended. I didn't like me and Alicia didn't go to like the next level because after that, you work on a movie. You like are an yeah. apprentice mm-hmm. on a movie already. Yeah, if they decide to keep you yeah. after the training. Yeah. And during okay. that time, it was uh, Raya and mm-hmm. and Frozen 2 that were like uh-huh. still oh, wow. going on. And I remember thinking, like, if I get into any of those, like, I'm going to die. <laughs> because everyone's <laughs> so, like, I mean, I know that I could get at that level, but, like, everyone seemed very, like, on top, you know? And I right. I felt like I would mm-hmm. slow them down or anything. So I'm like, well, I mean, like, <laughs> it would have been hard for me, I know. <laughs> So I'm kind of, like, glad at the same time that, like, I didn't, like, mm-hmm. get put in into those movies. Mm-hmm. I was kind of sad because, like, I had to leave the studio. <laughs> but then uh, I was, I didn't have a job for, like, three months. I, mm-hmm. like, was taking mm-hmm. a break, too, from it. But I'm like, okay, 
am I going to go back to storyboarding or am I going to go to character design? Like I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I was applying to places and then Netflix had reached out to me for a character design job. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, like that would be really cool. First it was freelance and then they were probably going to give me like full time. Mm-hmm. But then also Sony reached out to me as well. They Well, they had reached out to me first about storyboarding uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was yet. I was like, they're like, it's just like project and Phil and Chris did it. And I was like, I don't. I don't know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> and so I went to for an interview with them. And then, then that's when I found out it was like Spider-Verse. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. like me? Like doing Spider-Verse? Like oh. that's hard. Like oh, Spider-Verse 2 or like the first Spider-Verse? The, the second one. The second one. Yeah. Oh, the second sequel one. Oh, crazy. And I was like, what? And I was like, it was really cool because I loved, like I watched it three times, like the first one. Yeah. And I was like, but yeah, it's hard no, too. It's like, amazing. It's actually, this is like a whole thing. And so I'm like, I don't know. If they're gonna see my portfolio and be like, you know what, maybe no, because like she's not there yet, you know. Uh, but I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I was going more for the Netflix one. I was like, maybe I'll just go to character design. It seemed more yeah. like fitting to me. Mm-hmm. And that was for Arlo and the Alligator Boy at the oh. time. Oh, okay. That was like back yeah. in 2019. I think right before the pandemic. Yeah, right before everything was great. Right before oh. the pandemic. <laughs> I don't know. I'm honestly, it was t- 2018. Kind of, then it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, 2019 yeah. actually, because pandemic mm-hmm. started 2020, right? Mm-hmm. I did some freelance for them because I was waiting response for Sony, but then Sony got back to me like before I even was gonna say like, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to stay on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So and also because I had to pay bills and all that stuff that I was like, you know what? I like Sony anyways, the animation mm-hmm. studio, like. I want mm-hmm. to take that chance and see like where this goes. And if I don't stay there that long, then I'll find <laughs> something else. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I took I took that leap of faith, <laughs> quote unquote, yeah, from yeah. the movie. Nice. Right. Way to tie it in. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's hard. It's like you have two choices and you're like, what do I do? You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes yeah. really hard. Yeah. Especially on the division you were in, because like character design is kind of what you originally wanted to right. do. And then story was like yeah. kind of like this. What you had experience in. Yeah. 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 Thing that just came about out of nowhere. So it's like, mm-hmm. go with what's familiar and what you yeah. intended or go with this new opportunity that kind of arose out of nowhere mm-hmm. that you kind of started learning. Mm-hmm. So it was a leap of faith. Exactly. And like, because I was so fresh in storyboarding that I'm like, I think that'd be better for me too. Then I was, I mean, I had been learning character design this whole time, but I felt like it was mm-hmm. going to be beginning from the bottom again too with that one. Right. So I was like, maybe I'll do storyboarding. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then. I started on, on Spider-Man. Uh, That's it was, awesome. It was crazy. It was me and it was only two of us at first. Me and Vio. And it was crazy to be like in Blue Sky stage with them. Mm, that's like, awesome. So cool. Going to those kind of meetings. Yeah, it's great. It's like the best time. Yeah. <laughs> like just making up things. And like, what do you guys think? We're like, us? Like, you want us to like help you? <laughs> like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Honestly, that's what I was saying. Your first professional storyboarding gig is on Spider Verse Two, yep. yeah, and the Blue Sky. But that, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. That it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But that should also kind of like tell you like where you're at. Like the fact that like this is something you just start. Like you had a year to learn mm-hmm. it with like you know Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. What better place to learn it at, at Disney? But like mm-hmm. just shows that that you were able to really pick it up and mm-hmm. like yeah, like you, you should view yourself with a bit more confidence mm-hmm. being in that. Yeah, but I, I at that time I I didn't have that. I think definitely like. Sony and even the pandemic kind of like helped me with all that stuff yeah. too with confidence because I very much like mm-hmm. did not have that even throughout like the Disney program I felt that too mm-hmm. I was like okay I know I can do this but I'm, why am I so scared I'm like scared of <laughs> like mm-hmm. being able to feel like I'm doing okay without like pressuring mm-hmm. myself yeah and yeah. and I was still doing that at the beginning at, at like Spider-Verse because I was like wow like mm-hmm. 
all these other storyboard people that are coming are have been working two plus years or three plus yeah. years and i'm like a baby coming mm-hmm. in and like <laughs> learning like yeah. perspective and all that stuff uh-huh. and like you know dynamic shots and, and everything that i pressured myself a lot to be like well i have to be at that level like i have to do this and this and not to be like well actually they just want to see what i like interpret for their movie mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so but it took me some time to like get there as like the movie was going so Right. No, I totally, I totally get that as well. Cause like I kind of had a similar experience when like I was interning at Pixar. It's like, mm-hmm. like this is Pixar. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I kind of felt like out of place or like I had, I felt like because I was there and like the talent there is so amazing, mm-hmm. I have to live up to that standard. Yeah. Yeah. When in reality, kind of like what you're saying, no, they wanted me there because of my own unique voice and exactly. what I brought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a hard mindset to kind of get out of when you're mm-hmm. at a studio, like, mm-hmm. like especially like learning for the first time, like storyboarding at Walt Disney. And then again, something that was super like, worldly love of spider-verse and just like mm-hmm. feeling this no one's putting it on you you're no. you're the only one that's putting yeah. it on yourself but feeling this pressure of like i have so much to live up to yep. kind of like what miles morales had to live up honestly to the yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought about it the whole time i'm like am i miles <laughs> am i miles Morales? <laughs> but yeah definitely i think that's why i love about that movie like mm-hmm. the first one just people identify yeah. whether in any kind of aspect of career you can identify mm-hmm. with that kind of like mm-hmm. pressure <laughs> totally i'm really curious did you ever meet with like chris or the guy that like reached out to you in the first place for the trainee program it was like hey you should apply even though you didn't have a storyboard portfolio did you ever <laughs> ask him like why he did that because from my understanding mm-hmm. most like recruiters and stuff do whatever they can to kind of like you know, they look at hundreds and hundreds of portfolios, mm-hmm. whatever makes it easier for them to choose. Mm-hmm. You must have had something that, you know, this guy yeah. was like, I'm going to reach out to this person <laughs> and say, like, mm-hmm. you should apply. Yeah, I think I never asked him, which I mm-hmm. should now, but I, I want to believe it's because. So while I was in college, I had a lot of friends that transferred to Cassie Fullerton and mm-hmm. I would sneak over to the Pencil Mileage Club, over there, their, like, their animation <laughs> oh. club. And so I would go mm-hmm. over to their talks, like the, they would bring in people and, and, and all that. And they had an alumni panel with Matt Roberts, like people from, I think, the different studios, but they all had mm-hmm. gone to Cassie Fullerton. And so on that mm-hmm. talk, me and my partner at the time, we were working on a project called Zeta. So we both wanted to go into animation. And we were like, let's mm-hmm. make up a story so we can have portfolio pieces. And mm-hmm. we made a book called Zeta. And we were like, we should, we know that he's a recruiter, so we should probably talk to him after. Not like too crazy, but we're like, okay, we'll look at mm-hmm. our book. And mm-hmm. we gave him our book, which had just like, it was basically a portfolio of both of ours. Like mm-hmm. her art and my art. And mm-hmm. I feel like that he must have kept it and like like oh. some of like my more like sketching stuff, like uh-huh. little because I had little poses of the character. So I don't know if that's something that he was like, oh, like that, you know, mm. <laughs> I feel like possibly or that like uh-huh. enthusiasm of like, oh, like they're talking to me, like they want to like get to know me more or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, yeah, I, th- uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. it was that. <laughs> yeah no like yeah. making an impression yeah sure. making an impression and i didn't hear it until like you know three four months later like after we mm-hmm. saw him that night at kelsey ford mm-hmm. yeah one of the things i'm kind of like really curious about especially in your unique position where you like you said you weren't studying storyboarding but you got uh-huh. thrown into it with the sure. training program and stuff <laughs> and then because i feel like for a lot of people that don't know what storyboarding is or like have an, an interest in kind of getting to know it a bit more like what was what, like one of the biggest things you kind of took away or one of the biggest things that you realized like what's important for storyboarding that you feel like 
somebody who hasn't touched it or has no concept of it would find helpful because I feel like when you do have an interest and you mm-hmm. are studying, you kind of, you know, you either build good habits or bad habits, but somebody that had like no knowledge of it mm-hmm. from the beginning, like what was something that you really felt like was important? Definitely being able to tell like the story, like drawing the things that you want people to focus on because mm-hmm. I was always so worried like, oh, is my, is my drawing okay? Or like, is it per- perspective good? And my mentor would be like, no, like you just need to focus on like what you want to tell, like the emotion that you want. And so, you know, you forget if it's like a beautiful drawing, it could be sketchy, whatever, but as long as you can, people can understand what you're doing and like show that, that's kind of like what I took from it where I'm like, okay, I can be sketchy as long as like I can show these like emotions through it, then that's all I really need. And then everything, it comes after like background and, you know, little like Mm -hmm. motion, whatever, like little details, Mm. it comes after. So I keep trying to tell myself because even now I'm like, I sometimes forget and I'm like, the building must look pretty. <laughs> and I'm just like doing all this stuff. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait. And even like my boss right now, he's like, okay, you know, I understand what you're doing, but like, what do you really want us to look at? Like, what is it that you're trying to tell in this shop? And I'm like, okay. He's like, so the background doesn't matter. Like all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I would say definitely just like being able to tell a story that way like with one like image yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. so don't don't get caught up in the details, <laughs> don't get, get uh, in the details. Yeah. yeah thank you for mm-hmm. <laughs> breaking that down for me <laughs> but yeah yeah like don't, don't think about it so, because and it's funny because i know that in character design too like when i'm exploring stuff i don't care about the detail until after and mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, that's not storyboarding, right? And storyboarding is like pretty drawing. <laughs> and it's like, no. Because <laughs> you see, like, a lot of the ones sometimes you see, like, people sharing, it's very cleaned up. And I learned yeah. where it's like, it's nothing like that from the beginning at all. That's like later if, like, you want to make it look pretty mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, there's almost like a false image of what animation is sometimes in mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it a couple of times where they show this finished illustration. It's like mm-hmm. concept art. That's not concept no, art. He says exactly. those are the <laughs> worst. And it's, 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 same thing with storyboards. Like some, you see something super clean and polished, mm-hmm. and like it was probably cleaned up for social media. Or like that's not what all storyboarding yeah. is. It's not always like that super colored mm-hmm. or gray dated mm-hmm. or all those unique yeah. poses yeah. where it practically looks like an animation. Right. I mean, yeah. you can get to that point after yeah. like experience and all that stuff that you're learning like super good like uh shorthands of drawing people and whatnot like yeah and that's awesome <laughs> but yeah definitely as a beginner it's like don't worry about that like that will come mm-hmm. after yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. yeah we, we talked about this before on the show oh, yeah. too yeah. where like there was a period of time where i would look at art books and mm-hmm. like especially disney and pixar for whatever reason, they just cut out all of the sketch stuff and was like, this is concept art. And it oh. was like basically like finished only the really nice looking, like pristine stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, but I want to see the process. Yeah. Where's the sketches? How did you get here? Yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah, like, it, it's like, secret. The, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all the like kind of unrealistic expectations mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. what I guess even students should be achieving. Yeah. Mm hmm. And they should get points for that, for like all that concept work, like all the sketches before the final. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So something I'm actually curious about and I kind of wanted to ask you is that you originally wanted to break into the animation as a character mm-hmm. designer, mm-hmm. but you have been working professionally as a storyboard artist mm-hmm. for a while now. Mm-hmm. Do you have like any plans to ever transition into character design full time? Or mm-hmm. are you kind of happy where you are and character design might just be like a thing you freelance every now and then? Like... Mm-hmm. how crazy is it to you that you want to break in one way but you're in another way <laughs> uh, i think it's crazy honestly I, I honestly sit back and i'm like 
how did I get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how am I in this right now? Um, but I definitely do want to go back to career design at one point. I think I do it on the side just because I don't, I don't want to like feel like I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, I lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do pick up freelance on the side. Kind of keeps me like fresh and on my toes with that. Mm-hmm. It's mostly been like very blue sky stages, so nothing like anything final, uh, okay. which is great because mm-hmm. that's like yeah. It's yeah. only for like a week or two and then, you know, I just help them out and that's it. But I think one of my goals is definitely like being able to stay on the project for a while and like design characters for, well, I've only done for TV, but I would definitely want to go into future, feature with character design. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm still trying to find out like how you can transition to that. Cause I know other people that mm. have done that before, like in storyboarding or character design i'm like how did you do that <laughs> how do you just like <laughs> jump into the next you know i don't know like for storyboarding you know i would have to keep practicing if i stopped and do character design you know so it's like mm-hmm. yeah i definitely want to go back to character design mm-hmm. at one point i just love it i love it so yeah. much <laughs> what's your favorite part about character design i think just like well all of it honestly <laughs> but <laughs> in the time to like research when you're researching things like references mm. and all that stuff like obviously you can get lost in it but like there's something so interesting to me to just look up all these things and like get so inspired by it and then start drawing like oh i can do this and this and like maybe you can add a little sprinkle of that. <laughs> and, and you know and then you get that exploration moment which is obviously the fun part too before you start being like okay well, what can i actually use that works for the show mm-hmm. because this is too crazy like this has too much detail <laughs> or whatever you know and going throughout like that pipeline until you have something like that's appealing to the mm-hmm. client or whatever it is whoever it is for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you kind of mentioned that like uh, you've done some freelance for tv but you want to do some character design for feature mm-hmm. is feature kind of like where you see yourself staying and like what you feel comfortable in or do you want to like try either storyboarding or, or doing character design full-time for like a tv studio i think I would definitely want to see in feature, but and the reason why I think is because I have friends telling me how it is for TV, and it sounds awesome, but it's really fast paced. Mm, <laughs> and super fast. I'm the kind of person where I'm like, give me like a month, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and like TV is like, we need it now. In like a week, I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but, at the, but at the same time, it would be interesting to like learn that kind of process of like being more efficient and like a little bit faster with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to it. If someone gave me an opportunity to do that for a couple of months, like I'd be up for it, but it's definitely like a whole different like pace. So mm. I, I like feature a lot more just because there's more exploration. It's a whole process, I feel like. And TV seems like you don't get that only at the beginning of like development, I, I believe. I'm not sure people can mm-hmm. correct me because I don't know exactly, but I feel like you have a blue sky moment. And then once you have the designs, you're just like redoing that same design. Like you have to know how to draw that like design packet for that show if you're coming in you're yeah right. so mm-hmm. which is cool too i think that's awesome <laughs> but mm-hmm. i'd rather just be able to like kind of give my own taste to the designs and like for like feature and stuff like that mm-hmm. no yeah because definitely the role of a character designer for like tv and feature are a little bit different I think, yeah like you mentioned there is that yeah. development blue sky phase mm-hmm. that does happen when a tv series is mm-hmm. development but a lot of the role what a character designer is when they get hired full time is a lot of like you know Model sheets, character mm-hmm. poses, stuff like that, or special character, mm-hmm. like, you know, attires. And it's not yeah. a lot of, there is time for exploration, but it's not like your whole assignment isn't like, oh, let's explore this design of this mm-hmm. new character. It's just, mm-hmm. it's super quick. And it's just like, okay, cool. Let's just do some fun poses or yeah. look at the boards. And like, okay, this is cool, but we need to put this pose on model. Like, right. how, do we, 
how do we do that? And we draw that out. But that doesn't happen on the feature side. You don't look at a no. at a board and like, okay, let's put that yeah. board on model. Unless you're doing like a 2D animation game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I did that. I One of like my first freelance works was on Unikitty. And I, oh. I, oh, cool. I got to do like those special poses. And I was like, wait. What do I have to do? Like I, this is my first time doing character design for TV. Like this, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And I have to turn around for a character as well. And uh, it was a great experience because like they were helping mm-hmm. me too. Like they were giving me notes, and I think they knew they're mm-hmm. like, I don't think she really like this is her first time, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> and it's very technical, and that's why I learned about that experience. I'm like, oh, character design for TV is very technical. Like yeah, you have to be able to draw like that, that show, and mm-hmm. put it on the special poses. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. is this for me? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I would be so stressed out, like trying to get it like super like on model. And yeah, yeah I feel like that would just like kill my soul a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but, it, but it depends on the show too. Like the look of the show. Yeah. There's this very like, mm-hmm. you know, I like the designs, but it seemed really like tedious. tedious. So No, I, I get yeah. you. So something else I kind of want to dive deeper into yeah. is that uh, you talked about it a bit, but um, to kind of dive deeper in is that you didn't kind of go to like a traditional art school. Mm-hmm. Your educational journey wouldn't be considered the normal journey right. that a lot of people tend to take that want to bring into animation. Yeah, yeah. So how would you describe your animation educational journey? And like, what would you like kind of recommend to those that like are like not sure how they want right. to pursue an education within animation? I think... At least with my experience, the reasons why like I didn't pursue art or like um, art school was that mm-hmm. it's expensive. Like yes, it, everyone knows mm-hmm. how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's definitely a privilege to it, be able yeah, to go exactly. to a, a dedicated art school. And I was gonna mm-hmm. say because like within that group that I like made at uh, Orange Coast College Community College, we were all like aiming to to transfer to art schools. So we're like, we're gonna go. I don't know, maybe Keller Arts or like Laguna College. Of art and design, which is closer because college mm-hmm. is like super far away, mm-hmm. and Alcad seemed much more affordable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I go like this, yeah. yeah, compared to Calards. Yeah. And you know, my parents like had always really supported me in art. Like they were obviously, you know, like hoping everything would work out. But they're like, when they when I told them that I wanted to go to art school, they're like, you know, it's really expensive. Like I know, but you know. I feel like you guys know how passionate I am. Like, I was just, like, trying to convince them. Yeah. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. like, we'll help you. But as I was, like, going to, like, art school, because I only went there for eight weeks. <laughs> at LCAD? Yeah, at LCAD. I only went there for eight weeks, and then I, I dropped out. I realized how expensive it was. I, so I had gone to college for, like, two years, and I thought my credits were going to all transfer to art school. Like, the art classes mm-hmm. I took, and I didn't. I had to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And not that mm-hmm. I didn't mind doing life drawing and all that, like... Mm-hmm. you know keep doing yeah. that all the time but i was like why am i paying so much though like this is a lot and i'm like and i'm not paying for it my parents are and mm-hmm. my parents have a lot of money like <laughs> mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna have to wind up paying all this at the end so because of the financial situation like my parents were at and myself i guess mm-hmm. i decided to like leave and other reasons but i won't like get into that <laughs> um oh, of course. i was like you know what i can find like art classes online and i had before i was like well i know schoolism and the, the, i think it's like cga or C- cgma yeah that one i yeah, had yeah. found that one i was like that's really cool too and i was like and i can finish up like a narrative illustration program in college so might as well save the money and i had financial aid in college as well 
So mm-hmm. why not take for the community college? Yeah, for community college. So yeah. I was like, why yeah. not take the opportunity and like really pay very little for my classes? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why I left art school, <laughs> dropped out after eight weeks, and I went back mm-hmm. to community college. So I would tell people that like, and and I had a friend in in our group that like, you know, her parents were able to pay for her, and I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. I was like, yeah, like if I had someone to pay for me or a scholarship, like do it, like go for oh, 100%. it like yeah. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. lose opportunity like you have that privilege to go but if you don't there's alternatives like you don't have to like yeah go to the art school i would recommend like just looking at community colleges that have art programs mm-hmm. or like certificates that you can get because you can do your general ed and then get like your aa degree after and mm-hmm. they're great like at least in, at orange coast college they've been like leveling up and like learning more about what people can do in community college and finding out what people mm-hmm. do after, like, they graduate. Like, all the yeah. alumni, like, where do they go to? So, yeah. Yeah, I had a great experience at, at my community college. So, yeah. yeah. Same. I went to a Diablo Valley College up in mm-hmm. NorCal. And it's fantastic because most of the professors that teach there are actually, like, people who worked at Berkeley. And mm-hmm. then they were like, it sucks working at this university. I'm going to teach at this community college. <laughs> <laughs> um, and made, like, education mm-hmm. super affordable. They had an art program too, which was pretty great. It's just dirt cheap compared to any sort of university. Mm-hmm. And that community college was actually so good that they wanted to turn it into a university at some yeah. point. But like yeah. the students and like the community were like, no, keep it, keep it public. So it's just like high quality, yeah. high quality education at mm-hmm. a really affordable cost. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, you can get like scholarships and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really great. My boyfriend knew a guy who was a professional student and had been getting scholarships for 10 years to go what? to community college. Like he, he literally yeah. just studied because he thought it was fun and yeah. then like had sort oh, wow. of a side job to like, yeah, I to kind of like, fun, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was yeah, like, whoa, true. I mean, the things you can do. And like, yeah. on top of that, you had a friend who went to Fullerton, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were mm-hmm. talking about going to the Pencil Mileage mm-hmm. Club. Was like going to State University also out of reach for you? Because it's much cheaper than like right. a private art school. It wasn't. Mm. But I was like, I just want to take this like program. I don't know. I think in my <laughs> mind, I was like, I have to do this many years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It, it would kind of be like in a sense starting over again. And- yeah, I just, mm. I think I was thinking more of, yeah, of like, it's going to take me like longer <laughs> to mm. to mm. do all that stuff. For sure. Yeah, I think I was just like afraid. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I was like, I did my general <laughs> ed stuff here. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I always admired my friends that like went because they got their diploma and mm-hmm. it was like a whole thing. I'm like, yeah, they graduated. <laughs> I was like all excited mm-hmm. for them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Like, it, yeah. if you if you want to do that as well. So I think I was more of like, let me try this. If it doesn't mm-hmm. work out, like maybe I'll go like go yeah. study something else. <laughs> no, but that's but, great because again, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's yeah. educational journey is different. So you kind of recognize that like it wasn't for you or is that something you kind of wanted to do and yeah. like, what you ended up doing just worked out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think I was really fortunate to like find that community there at Orange Coast College because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you usually find in art schools or at Fullerton too because OCC mm-hmm. didn't really have like that kind of program mm-hmm. or like for speakers. Now they do a little bit, but before they didn't. And so mm-hmm. I think being able to just sneak in and like go to those things made me feel like I was actually up for 10. So like mm-hmm. it was like that community that I'm like, okay, this is what I, I would get out of this if I went here. But I'm already mm-hmm. getting it anyways because my friends are like are there. 
there is one time after that like after a talk this uh i don't remember her name but she came up to me and she's like hey like i follow you on instagram and i was like oh like thank you and everything mm-hmm. she's like yeah like since you go to fullerton like i came to fullerton and i was like oh okay oh. <laughs> i was like yeah. cool 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 but i didn't go to i actually don't go here i just <laughs> show up a lot i have friends here <laughs> i was like and then i thought you know what I inspired her to go to school. That's all that matters. Like, good, <laughs> good for that. <laughs> it's a great school. Like, it's a great school. I'm not gonna lie, because I I followed you for a while too. Before, yeah. like, I've been following you for like a while now, and like, I thought you went to Fullerton. Yeah, uh, it's like, because everyone I think saw me there. And I tagged <laughs> Fullerton a lot, so you know that didn't really help. But hey, I brought people to Fullerton. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah. And Fullerton is a good school. Like yeah, Fullerton is like it's, it's like one of, it's a good state school for like learning mm-hmm. learning animation. Like mm-hmm. and their pencil mileage club is great as well. Yeah, she's gonna listen to this. I am. She's like, listen, she like graduated already. She's like, what do you mean you didn't go here? <laughs> Glass shatter moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is really funny. But you're an animator now, right? Like you didn't think that you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut it. We'll cut it. I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bonus thing for other people that are <laughs> patriots for mm. sure yes patreon supporters <laughs> find the un- you get exclusive <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's great yeah so for you do you kind of have any future aspirations for yourself in this industry yeah i think i definitely want to be able to like i have two goals <laughs> one is to be able mm-hmm. to work on a movie as a character designer or feature like that's like my goal Mm-hmm. And I think eventually it would be really cool to like direct a movie or mm. help direct a movie. It seems really scary. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying that. It seems like so far away. But I don't know. It just it would be really interesting to like learn how to you know direct like a team or mm-hmm. a movie or even a short like a little thing. I don't know. I've never had that kind of experience before. So like I'm a mini director from like directing my own storyboards, but. You know, mm-hmm. it's different. Like, different. yeah, yeah. No, but I think it's definitely mm-hmm. within the wheels of possibility. Like, you've already done so much, and again, you show that you're a quick and adaptive learner. Just going mm-hmm. from character design <laughs> from one thing to another, yeah. Just jumping into story yeah. and then, like, excelling. I'm like, teach me if you want to teach me. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd be excited for. That. I would want to see you direct something. I think that'd be super cool. That would be really cool. Totally. And then, kind of like another thing, like, like getting into like on the, on the podcast is that we love highlighting people of color, mm-hmm. especially you know those entering into the careers. How do you think your cultural background as like a Mexican American has influenced like your art or your just identity as an artist? Right. I don't know. I had to think about that. Like, really, it only has like dawned on me these past like years mm-hmm. because I think for a long time I avoided that, like being like, oh, like, well, I don't have to put like Hispanic stuff like in my art. Like I gotta be different mm-hmm. in this and this. And recently seeing other people like really put that in their art has inspired me to do that more. So I think just recently I've been trying to like put a little bit of like Hispanic <laughs> and like <laughs> kind of culture or learning mm-hmm. about other artists like that are Hispanic from like back mm-hmm. back in the day <laughs> you know like just different kind of yeah. art and learning about that i'm like oh cool like it's not just western art there's like other places that you can learn from um oh like like hispanic artists um yeah so i think only recently i have like dived into that as well because a lot of my art like if i really look at it 
I don't know if I'm putting like that kind of Hispanic art in it, if you would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I look at it, I'm like, Is yeah. <laughs> I've drawn skulls, but like, mm-hmm. you know, skulls could be like from anywhere. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I think I'm just like owning that, that part mm-hmm. of me, like that voice, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about because I do want to put more, especially to like recently putting a little bit more of like my identity of like coming out as a queer person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. putting that in my art too which is like scary well not scary it's just like intimidating you know everyone's like right. seeing it and like you don't know how people are going to react yeah, yeah yeah no that's yeah that's under that's understandable yeah so it's like trying not to feel like well how much do i want to put in there like hispanic you know it's like who cares mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah. yeah of that mm-hmm. i think the storyboard that i did for the application that i did for uh, disney I put that in there because it's called the chunkla. <laughs> so I try to like, <laughs> nice. I love, you know, like putting, <laughs> putting in that kind of like magical realism in things. I would mm, say, yeah, there we go. I found my answer <laughs> throughout the whole talk. <laughs> but I think I would definitely like the magical realism is what I like to put on that. Um, because I was inspired a lot by like Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth. Like mm-hmm. I love that movie. I like studied it and everything. But I just... I like that kind of like flavor in in art and like mm-hmm. movies. So I think definitely I would want to try to put that in like storytelling and character design mm-hmm. and, or in my art because it's so magical and it's so like warm too. And, and I feel like that's just something I would want to do a lot more with mm-hmm. putting that Hispanic culture in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's great that you had like that recent self-discovery too because yeah. I feel like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the reason why maybe it wasn't apparent yours because like we didn't see it a lot as kids, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like especially when I first started drawing, my default was always drawing a white character. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was never mm-hmm. it subconsciously I just never thought about mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, why isn't this character Mexican? It just like yeah. I just saw a lot of white characters on TV, so that's what yeah. I drew. And, I and think if that, I was inspired to make my own OCs, right? it would just be like white characters. <laughs> and I think that comes from like, you know, when we're like Mexican American, where like both parents are Mexican, but like we have that culture that we still have to learn here of like mm-hmm. being yeah. American. And it's like, you don't know what to choose or like how to like mix all that together. So, mm-hmm. you know, you grow up being like, okay, so do I not show that a lot and just show this part of me? And, you know, I grew up very much like, okay, only this much <laughs> of Hispanic, whatever. And so later when mm-hmm. you grow up and you're like, I don't have to hide that. Like I can be myself. Yeah. Like that is part of me too. Like that mm-hmm. culture and everything. So. Yeah. And it's also so interesting, especially like when you're younger, something that I'm just kind of thinking about now is that like, I feel like anytime you're like, you know, an immigrant or mm-hmm. like child of, of immigrants and you're in this new country, mm-hmm. you're always kind of living like these double lives. Like mm-hmm. in school, mm-hmm. you're, I guess, in a sense, American mode. But mm-hmm. when you come back home, you go into like Mexican mode or, yeah. you know, Vietnamese mode, or whatever your ethnic background is. So I think that contributes to it a lot where you're kind of living like kind of two identities mm-hmm. and like you have to turn on one persona and then mm-hmm. become another persona when you kind of come back. So that's mm-hmm. like something that I feel like not a lot of people that aren't a personal color experience mm-hmm. having two different versions of themselves, especially like at such a young age. Mm-hmm. But you don't really think about it when you're younger, but it's something that you, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're younger, you don't really see that. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm, but again, my, my point was I'm glad that you're kind of having that discovery now, especially like, you know, mm-hmm. you coming out and like being also more open to that and showing that it's like, yeah, we just got to be more comfortable depicting what we want and like knowing mm-hmm. that like we can be represented and we can represent ourselves. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that like there's people like you and like, again, with there being more voices of color entering the industry and more, you know, voices being mm-hmm. highlighted, we can start seeing a lot more diversity in yeah. animation and yeah. not always default into one specific like, you know, mm-hmm. ethnicity or like, yeah. you know person or whatever for sure awesome well before we get into our final question here 
Where can our audience find you, Steph? Is there anything else you want to promote? They can find me uh, on Instagram as Steph underscore Rizzo. On Twitter, I'm Steph Obleton, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) That is all the social media I have. Awesome, awesome, awesome. As we come to a close, what final advice do you have for those that want to pursue a career in animation? I would say to not be afraid of like just going for it because I feel like a lot of people like don't take that next step and mm. it's scary obviously mm-hmm. I'm saying it like it's like, easy but, but you know, <laughs> my advice is just like to not be afraid of like trying something new yeah like I said earlier like that leap of faith of taking that chance because mm-hmm. you never know where you're gonna wanna you know and the storyboard is wanting to be like, <laughs> the beginning, so you never know <laughs> yeah so. yeah my advice to those pursuing art (laughs) and just keep at it like there'll be days where you might not want to do it or you feel like you want to be a barista your whole life (laughs) just (laughs) just yeah just keep drawing that's solid advice yeah thank you seth for joining us today of course if you enjoyed our interview today please rate and follow us on anchor spotify or wherever you tune in we're officially on apple pods now so please leave us a review that'll really help like boost our platform Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StraightAheadAP. Thanks to Ulises Alvarado Yamas for suggesting Steph as a guest. If you have any suggestions for future guests, please contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. We love discovering new professionals and would use this platform to boost these voices of the future. Special thanks to Edgar Arellano for editing this episode. And finally, a big thanks to our music composer, Daniel Rodier. Before we say our final goodbyes, we just want to say that the Straight Ahead Animation Podcast is taking a break from December 6th to January 10th. This is our last episode of Season 1, and we'll come back stronger and more well-rested in the new year with Season 2. We can't thank our audience enough for just the amount of amazing reception that we received for Season 1, and we could not have created this platform without any of you. So thank you for helping us raise up these BIPOC voices. See you all in the new year. Thanks again for listening, and thank you once again to our guests, was a bright future straight ahead until next year have a wonderful day bye everyone bye bye